Well, since I had been feeling like crap for the past few days with a fever and chills and headache, I went to the doctor today to get tested for COVID. Still better than being a Lions fan, I guess. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I'm going to keep on doing this show until I literally drop dead. Grassy, and today we are going to be taking a look at the AFC South. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons from patreon.com slash Tom Grassy Comedy. First, we got Tyler Kingston. And then we got Alexander Weigart Malchow. Thank you. We got Cleveland fan for life. My condolences. And we got Vikings legend Brett Favre. I knew I should have made the shout out more money. And over on the YouTubes, we got some brand new members. We got Patrick Telesmanic. We got GN. We got Shy Guy Productions and One Faded Gunner. A big thank you and shout out to all the new patrons and YouTube members. So Tuesday, we took a look at the AFC North. Today, we're going to do the South. Tomorrow, we'll do the East. And then on Monday, we'll do the West, if I'm still alive. If you're brand new here, what we're going to do is we're going to go through each team, take a look at what they did in the offseason slash draft, and look at their most difficult games and try to predict a record for them. So with that being said, let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, man. Last year, they had quite a year. Bringing in Nick Foles for a kajillion dollars. He gets hurt right away. And then, and then, Gardner Minshew, the man whose facial hair says all the words that Shakespeare wishes he could say. But he can't because he's dead. Jaguars over the past few years have had a mass exodus of talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They went from being a team with a dominant defense, dominant run team, Okay, quarterback, and now they've kind of just fallen apart at the seams, and they're like, okay, rebuilding is what we're going to do. And they went out and they spent some big money on free agents. For example, they went out and got middle linebacker Joe Schobert, and they signed him to a five-year deal. They also signed cornerback Darkies Denard and also getting Rodney Gunter as well. And it seemed like they were also pretty committed to that defense in the draft as they got their cornerback C.J. Henderson. They also got Chase on, and they went and even got wide receiver for Gardner Minshew with Chenault. Now, Gardner Minshew, is he the future of this team? I got to think that they're going to be tanking for Trevor this year. I want Gardner Minshew to succeed. We haven't seen a whole lot of him. The fact that he beat out Nick Foles is kind of like, okay, just makes the Jaguars organization look bad. Doesn't necessarily make Gardner Minshew look good. But obviously the guy got thrown right in with his beautiful, fantastic mustache. Seriously, it's amazing. And we're going to see if he's going to be able to make that next jump, if he's going to be able to go to that next level, actually having a full offseason under his belt as the starter, and we'll see what he can do. But he is going to be working with, I think, both arms and legs tied behind his back. 
Fournette has dropped off of a cliff. That's not going really well. And they obviously still need a bunch of pieces. Looking at their toughest games, I feel like almost every opponent is going to be a tough game for them. I think that they can get swept by the Colts. I think they'll get swept by the Titans. I think there's a good chance they get swept by the Texans. Maybe they split with one of those teams. I feel like they'll have trouble with the Lions, the Chargers, the Packers, the Steelers, the Browns, the Vikings, the Ravens, and the Bears. I like. I feel like 2-14... and 14, is not a long shot for this team. Now, if I'm giving credit where credit is due, I think they could improve that and maybe go like 5-11 and 11 or something if they split with the Colts. Maybe they split with the Texans, take one from the Lions, and then maybe the Bears. Maybe they could go 6-10 and 10 if they're better, but I feel like this is still a team that is deep into rebuild mode, and it's going to be evident this year. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be another team that is going to outsuck the Jaguars. There's obviously, you know, the front runners like the Jets, sorry. There's also like the Redskins as well. There's plenty of other teams that can contend for that suckish title. But right now the Jaguars are uh they're ranking pretty high there and you might see Trevor Lawrence heading to Jacksonville next year. Then you got the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are an interesting team. Because I, I, the first thing I think about them is just meh. And what I mean by that is obviously they had a heartbreaking offseason last year. They lost their franchise QB. Things didn't get off on the right foot. And last year, they didn't do terrible. They were 15th in points allowed, so they're right around the middle of the pack on defense. They were 7th in rushing offense, which was pretty good, but they were 30th in passing because that's where they really struggled last year. And so what they decided to do is, okay, let's bring in old man Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, I think he's a good and underrated quarterback. Last year, not too good, my guy. Not too good. And so for the Colts to bring him in, he's obviously going to be just a stepping stone for whoever their next quarterback is going to be and he has some weapons he can rely a little bit on the running game he's got T.Y. Hilton to throw to they got Michael Pittman Jr. and they also got Jonathan Taylor from the draft so he can hand the ball off to him if he wants to as well but Philip Rivers just doesn't inspire a ton of confidence for me but I think they're at least going to be a lot more competitive than the Jacksonville Jaguars so taking a look where I think they're going to have some problems they'll have trouble against the Vikings the Ravens the Titans twice the Packers they could split with the Texans the Raiders and the Steelers they could run into some issues with the Lions Browns or Bears maybe the Bears with that defense but right now I say they are like kind of like a middle of the road team at around 8 and 8 and they could steal a couple of wins here, so maybe they'll be able to sweep the Texans or be able to beat the Raiders, and maybe they can actually go and have a winning season getting around a 9-7 and or 10-6 and record. But I think it could also easily go the other way. It depends entirely on how Phillip Rivers is going to play. They could still rely on Jacoby Brissett if he struggles, and hell, they just drafted Jacob Eason, so maybe he can go out and do something. But the Colts, yeah, I feel like they're just going to be a middle-of-the-road team this year. Then, oh, Bill. Oh, Billy boy. Bill O'Brien, the Houston Texans. Yep. Well, looking at how they were last year, they were the 14th scoring offense in the league, and they were the 14th worst in points allowed on defense. So they're kind of middle of the pack everywhere. And Bill O'Brien last year, 
and for the past few years has been dedicated to building that offensive line, right? They've been giving out draft picks everywhere and they're bringing in Tunsil. Deshaun Watson literally like was that entire team last year. I would argue he's been that entire team for quite some time with him and DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt, who's just on the other side going, hey guys, I'll play for like 10 games this year, but he's an awesome guy, so I can't fault him on that. So obviously the big news from this offseason is that they go out and they get David Johnson from the Cardinals and they give up DeAndre Hopkins. Now, David Johnson, a healthy David Johnson, could be good. Obviously, he was injury-prone, stuck behind a bad Cardinals offensive line, and with the Texans' improving offensive line, they could be dangerous. However, it's a big if when we're talking about David Johnson's health. To replace DeAndre Hopkins, they're like, let's bring in Randall Cobb. And listen, I have Randall Cobb's jersey upstairs. I love Randall Cobb to death. But a three-year contract for Randall Cobb right this second? I ain't seeing it. They drafted Ross Blacklock, which I think was a great pick for them. But with the Texans, I feel like not only is their front office just is bad, and at the same time, this entire team is contingent on Deshaun Watson. He makes those amazing plays, he keeps them in contention, and he makes them look like a much better team than they actually are. I would say, arguably, they're a somewhat more balanced team this year, maybe, because if David Johnson's good, they'll be okay. But DeAndre Hopkins is a big, big loss. And so looking ahead at their schedule, they're going to have problems with the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Vikings. That's their first four games. That's a big old yikes. Two games to the Titans, the Packers. Maybe they'll split one with the Colts. So right there, that's eight and eight. If they sweep the Colts, they go nine and seven. And then maybe they steal one from the Steelers, Vikings, or Packers. Maybe they go 10 and six. Maybe they're able to get in at that number six or that number seven seed. They also could have problems with like the Browns, the Patriots, or the Lions. I would not be surprised with that. But the fact of the matter is, is that Deshaun Watson takes a mediocre team and makes them look a lot better than they are. I would know. We had Aaron Rodgers on our team for a long time. He did the same exact thing. Is Bill O'Brien going to invest in Deshaun Watson? Well, they're investing in the offensive line, but for this year, I don't know if that's going to get them far enough. Then finally, you got the Tennessee Titans, the dark horse, the wild card, the saviors of the NFL defeating the evil empire and also bouncing out the Ravens, which was funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was. It was a little funny. The Titans, 12th in points allowed last year, 10th in points scored. They had a good offense last year, obviously dictated by the great play of Ryan Tannehill and, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Derrick Henry, who was just like, don't touch me, boom. The first few picks of their draft were smart. They got Isaiah Wilson to help Ryan Tannehill. On top of that, they went for their secondary as well, getting Christian Fulton. Derrick Henry is on his last year of his contract. He was franchise tendered this year. They're saying that they're going to work on a long-term deal. So as long as he doesn't sit, this team is still going to be competitive because of that running game. And because the defense, while I think is missing a really good pass rusher, I, that's why I thought they would go out and get like a J. Davian Clowney. I still think they're going to be in contention here. A.J. Brown, the guy who just dominated the league last year, has the potential to do that again coming into his second season. On top of that, they have Corey Davis, who is on his last year and, you know, former first round pick. I would think that it's now and ever for this kid, but they also have Humphreys as well. I don't see the Titans running away with this division, 
but I think that they're going to do enough to win it. So taking a look at some of their toughest games, they'll have the Vikings, they'll have the Steelers, the Bills, the Bears with that defense, you know, the run D, that might be problematic. The Texans, the Ravens, and the Packers. So if everything went wrong, I would say they'd go around 9-7. and seven. They could wind up splitting with maybe the Colts as well, and that would be an 8-8. Eight and eight. But realistically, I think they can take the Steelers, I think they can take the Bears, and I think they could theoretically sweep the Texans as well and would put them at around 11-5. and five. They could also just walk into Lambert in December and beat them. I'm giving the slight edge to the Packers, not just because everything you see around you, but because it is December in Lambeau. But that also might make it more difficult for our non-existent run defense to stop a very angry and cold Derrick Henry. So I'm looking at the Titans finishing around a 10-6, and 11-5 record. They'll do enough to win the division, and who knows, maybe they will play spoiler again this year. So I got the Titans finishing first, followed by the Texans, the Colts, and then the Jaguars. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Who do you think is winning the AFC South? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go!